Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable for the week of August 28th, coming to you from downtown Orlando. I'm Pete Werner, joined today, as always, by our Orlando team, Ricky Pearson, Bob Varley, Kevin Close, Corey Martin, and from Dreams Unlimited Travel, John Magi. And uh, the uh, news du jour right now is uh, Hurricane or Tropical Storm Ernesto, whatever it is. Uh, as of right now, I'm sure if anybody's uh, planning to come to Florida in the next week, you're uh, paying close attention to the, uh, to the Weather Channel. And uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna go into any details on Ernesto because by the time this goes live, the forecast is gonna change. So, um, just suffice it to say that uh, at this point, they're they're talking about it being a tropical storm by the time it reaches uh, by the time it reaches uh, our area, if it even makes it to Florida at all. It keeps moving further and further east in each new projection. So we're hoping it just uh, stays out in the Atlantic altogether and doesn't bother anybody. So if you are planning to come down here uh, this week. Uh, I wouldn't really be too concerned if you're staying, especially if you're staying on Disney property. You couldn't be. There's no better place to be in Central Florida during a hurricane, I think. But um, so we won't uh, we won't spend too much time on that. Uh, we are going to have updates uh, as they warrant on our homepage at wdwinfo.com. And uh, getting on with our show, I know John has some uh, some stuff he wants to talk about a little bit about the hurricane and some dis- uh, Disneyland discounts. John, uh, just want to mention to uh, to everybody who's listening that. Uh, the best piece of advice we can give you for the hurricane season is is just to be aware, just to watch the news, keep an eye on things, and um, just take your own safety into account when you're going to travel. Disney's changed their policies. They've done a really good job, as well as Universal, in announcing a new hurricane policy. And basically the, the broad answer there is don't worry. Don't worry about your vacation. Stay safe. That's the most important thing, and they'll work out deposits and and fees and things like that at a later time with you and they'll be very very flexible so i have some information on some discounts that are going along going on at disneyland at the disneyland resort in california for 2007 which is uh, nice to hear this early for travel between january 3rd and april 27th of 2007 um, you book a four night or longer stay at any of the disneyland resort hotels and you receive a 150 dollar gift card these hundred and fifty these gift cards that they're giving out wow. are yeah that's a hundred and fifty dollars that's a nice perk wow that is nice what's really nice about these gift cards is they're not just limited to the parks if they were giving you Disney dollars you'd have to spend them in the park the gift card can be used um, pretty much anywhere you can use them online for Disney shopping online it can be used at Disney well, stores. I believe they're probably the same gift cards that uh, we send out to our our sound off uh, our sound off winners probably probably. They can be any deno- those can be any denomination. You just uh, determine that when you purchase them. Correct. So that's great. And they're very flexible, which is great. Um, the only caveat to that is that there's a minimum of a four-night stay at the resort hotel. Uh, and then the second offer is they are running for uh, arrivals January 2nd, 2000, 2007 through April 27th, 2007. Uh, is that when you purchase a three, four, or five-day Disneyland Resort Park Hopper bonus ticket, <gasps> that was a long one, you'll pay the kids' price. So they're promoting this as everybody's a kid again at Disneyland Resort. Oh, that's very cool. That's a big That savings. is very cool, yeah. And uh, that's it for discounts. Great, great. Now, John, I wanted to ask you, um, with, uh, with hurricane season this year, especially after Katrina last year, what kind of impact uh, has that had, would you say, on uh, on Disney Cruise Line? Um, I think there's been an impact uh, um, on cruising in general. 
um, the uh, the severity and the number of storms that we've seen in the past two years, I think have given people pause for traveling at this time of year during the height of hurricane season. We definitely saw some um, some discounts come out for cruises uh, in September of this year that uh, were not expected. Those 10 and 11 night sailings had tremendous discounts that were available to them. So I think that there's a, a, a definitely a mentality among people who think that perhaps that's not the best time of year to cruise. And uh, personally, I disagree. Um, what happens is when you're on a cruise ship, the cruise ship is specifically designed to avoid these storms. They're going to do everything in their power to avoid any kind of bad weather or anything that's going to negatively impact their guests. So, in a sense, there's no safer place than to be than on a cruise ship. The other thing to remember is hurricanes don't happen overnight. The The cruise industry knows about hurricanes weeks in advance, so they can watch where the hurricanes are going and adjust their itineraries. I think people are afraid, too, that they've got a... Um, that they might get stuck, that uh, the ship is going to go somewhere, and they're, how are they ever going to get home? And I think the cruise industry, especially Disney Cruise Line, has proved that they have their guests' uh, comfort and their concerns utmost in their minds. If they're going to land at a different port of call and they're going to get you home from there, they're going to do their best to make sure that you're, you're taken care of. So I suggest taking advantage of these low prices. Yeah, there are some. That's why I asked because there really are some unusually good short term. If you're going to travel in the next six weeks, six to eight weeks, anytime September and early into October, uh, there are some. There are some really, uh, mm-hmm. some really low rates out there right now for especially for the seven nights. So a fear of getting stuck on the cruise ship. Oh, that's that's. Well, a, I mean, <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that a bad thing? Well, there have been some itineraries that have gone from seven to ten days. Nice nine days. So. <laughs> I think people are afraid, well, I've, I've got things going on at home. I have to get home to work yeah. and things like that. But keep in mind that the, the ship has your safety and uh, their highest priority. Right, exactly. An example of that is the um, this week's uh, Western Caribbean cruise was changed to an Eastern Caribbean cruise. So it's a little inconvenient. We want to go to these ports of call. We get excited. We book our shore excursions in advance. But it's a safety issue. And, and listen, you're on the Disney cruise ship. Well, like I was saying to somebody uh, yesterday, uh, Grand Cayman, Cozumel, Key West on one hand, or St. Martin, St. Thomas uh, on the other, it's pretty much six of one, half dozen of the other. It's it, There's not that much difference. If you've been to one port, you've been to, not that they don't have their charm, not that they're not, uh, but, you know, uh, really there's not much you're going to do in Grand Cayman that you can't do in St. Martin. So I agree, and that's why we're... Uh, we're anxiously awaiting 2008 sale dates to come out. We're hoping that Disney does something different this year like they did uh, for 2008, like they did for 2007 and go to the Mediterranean. But that's yet to be seen. That's yet to be seen. Well, that's great. Thanks very much for that, John. Now, I had asked, uh, uh, I had asked Kevin to uh, talk to us a little bit about some plans he's making right now. He's, uh, he and John are getting ready to uh, take their first international trip to Italy at the end of September as part of the Adventures by Disney package. So Kevin's going to be giving us weekly updates on his, uh, on his progress as he plans his trip. So Kevin, how, uh, how's it been so far getting ready to go on your big uh, European vacation? Well, we're a month away. We were a month yesterday, so there's a great deal of excitement in planning this trip. One of the things I've been reading on the Diz boards is people talking about the fact that Disney Cruise Line has offered different itineraries. And for those who are repeat customers, the itineraries, for lack of a better word, can start to seem a little same old, same old. One of the things I'd like to recommend is that people look into Adventures by Disney. 
I've compared prices on these to uh, cruise, specifically the Mediterranean cruise, and on a luxury stay at Walt Disney World. One of the things I've found is that if you're looking at a Mediterranean cruise, an adventure by Disney including air is relatively about the same price. They're very close. Uh, The other thing I've done is I've priced out a luxury Walt Disney World Resort trip. And again, if you add in all the factors, they come out very similarly priced. I won't go into the details, but if you've got to compare apples to apples. In our planning stages, I took apart the uh, Adventures by Disney trip. And one of the things I did was they let you know that there are choices of hotels depending on your departure date. But long before you find out what your actual hotel is, you find out what the choices are for each city that you're going to be in. So being a stickler for detail, I went back and found out that on our trip, we had a choice of two hotels in Rome. So I priced both of them. The hotel that we're going to be staying in Rome is the Westin Excelsior, which is right on the Via Veneto outside of the Borghese Gardens. And if you go on the website right now, and try and book a room for the night that we're going to be staying there, it's $525 a night. Mm. Wow. Wow. So it's, I don't, this isn't a Motel 6 trip. Uh, the second, our trip is going to take us for three days in Rome, three days in Tuscany, and then three days in Venice. In Tuscany, we're going to be staying in a medieval hamlet. This is a small town in a quiet part of Tuscany, where they've actually taken over all of the ho- um, all of the small houses and buildings and created a resort. That's cool. Oh, wow. So the, the rooms are actually the houses that people lived in during the Renaissance. Wow. Oh, my. Wow. The, other, the last part of our trip is going to Venice. And I have been doing some research and watching things on TV. And I understand that gondola rides, while... They are the symbol of Venice, are very expensive. I hear everything in Venice is very expensive. Well, they really can't build or grow anything. There are no streets in Venice. Everything is an island. So I just found out that we get a private gondola ride down the Grand Canal to our hotel. Again, I went on the internet and priced our hotel, and our hotel is $550 a night. So I figure if I do eight times $500 a night... That's you can see where the price comes from. This doesn't seem to be scrimping in any way. No. So I'm very excited about it. We actually booked our flight, or excuse me, we actually booked our trip a couple of months ago. But they let you know when you book your trip that about 45 days prior to your departure, you'll get a packet of information. Well, I assumed this was going to come in an envelope. It doesn't. It comes in this great box. I felt like it was Christmas. <laughs> There were two backpacks. As there's two of us going, there are two backpacks. They're nice black backpacks with a suede trim, a suede bottom on them, and the embroidery for the advent- with the Adventures by Disney logo. Each one comes with a Mickey head luggage tag, and those are all your information is tucked inside that. There's this nice little leatherette travel case to carry your passports and flight ticket or flight information in. And there's something in there called luggage identifiers. There are these Velcro wraps that you put around the handles of your luggage so that the adventures by Disney luggage handlers know which luggage is yours so that when you arrive at the airport, you don't have to touch your luggage. They'll pick it up for you. Mm. That's 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 great. great. Yeah, I'm very excited about this. I'll have more information later on. Well, let me ask you, uh, what was the process like getting your passport? 
Oh, well, we had gotten our passport last year because originally, when they originally told us that we were going to have to have passports, we figured that the longer you waited, the, the longer it was going to take. So we did ours fairly early. I was shocked at the uh, the process of getting my passport. I have a birth certificate, <laughs> and they told me I had to relinquish it. You have to send in your original birth certificate. And this is a document that I didn't think I wanted to let out of my hands. However... You had to relinquish your birth certificate for a passport? You're not allowed to give them a copy. They have to take your actual birth certificate. Uh, this is the case in Florida. I imagine it's the case throughout the country. But you have to take, uh, they take your original birth certificate yeah. and mail it in with the application. As a matter of fact, they staple it to the application. Oh, why? Yeah. I can see you struggling with the clerk at the window. No, you can't have it. Well, John and I Do you went, get it back? It, in a matter of weeks, we got it back. Yeah. But we had made copies of it. The other funny story about that is I have this little maybe six by nine piece of paper, and it says certificate of birth, which they told me was not an actual birth certificate. Yeah. Come to find out it actually was. But my so birth you weren't really born. Apparently not. Uh, I have a birth certificate. Again, it's about six by nine. It's a nondescript little piece of paper. John, however, has the Declaration of Independence birth certificate. <laughs> He doesn't have just a birth certificate. He has a royal proclamation. <laughs> it's like 20 by 15, and it's got, you know, artwork on it and scrolls. Yeah, that was what my original looked like. We, we were born in the same hospital uh, 10 weeks apart. So, yeah, I remember. I know exactly what that looks like. It, it, it looks like a royal proclamation. That's all I can say. There was, like, gold leaf on it. Oh, yeah, they were beautiful. But, yeah, you have to go down. And uh, I would strongly recommend a couple of things when getting your birth certificate. Make sure that. It is not a school day or a school vacation day. If you have the opportunity, go in the middle of the week when everybody's in school. There are no bank holidays. There's, and you'll hopefully have the slowest wait. We made the mistake of going on a school holiday here in Florida, and the lobby was filled with adults and children, and it was just a madhouse. Hmm. But you definitely need a, a passport to go on an adventure by Disney. Uh, the booking process was very, very simple. It was all done over the phone. And I have to tell you, I have dealt with the nicest people at Adventures by Disney. Really? Mm -hmm. What I've done is I've set up an email account for people who would like to ask questions or would like some assistance in booking an Adventures by Disney. Uh, the email address is abd at wdwinfo.com. Now, ABD stands for Adventures by Disney, and my name is Kevin. So if you have any questions, please, by all means, feel free to ask. Great. Well, thanks for that report, Kevin. We appreciate that. Uh, to do something a little different this week, we thought we would uh, take a look at some of the uh, some of the more uh, interesting topics on our discussion boards uh, this week. Uh, I found a few that I thought were uh, were pretty interesting. There's a poll going on right now on our theme parks, attractions, and strategies board, uh, basically asking uh, Expedition to ride or uh, Expedition Everest to ride or not to ride, and uh, Basically, your poll choices are loved it, liked it okay, hated it, or me on Everest, you have to be kidding. And uh, the vast majority of people are, I think, with me, and they loved it, seventy, almost 79%. Uh, liked it okay, about 10%, and uh, the rest uh, either hated it or will never go on it. Now, see, I'm one of those people that uh, I'm, not, I'm not into, like, real nasty thrill rides, like, uh, like what you find at Six Flags. The stuff that's going to turn me upside down and... 
all that nonsense. I don't mind like that. Cracking. Yeah, I like I, I've got I've got too much body mass these days. See, uh, I can't handle. Too much moving uh, around. I can't handle the teacups. Anything spinning like that, it, I'll it'll ruin my whole yeah, day. Yeah, but see, what I like about about Expedition Everest or about uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, those attractions. They're roller coasters in in the actual sense of the word, but not they don't compare to the kind of insane things you see Six Flags releasing. These right. are much much tamer. Right. Um, I think people kind of build it up to be a lot more in their head. It is a m- marvelous attraction and very thrilling, and it was a, a lot of fun. But by no means did I consider it to be like you know nauseating or you know making me uncomfortable or hurting my back or anything like that. So and I'm and I'm usually pretty pretty sensitive to that stuff. So. Speaking of that, did you see on that same thread or on the same board that Joe Rode, the Imagineer responsible for Expedition Everest, showed up recently to see how it was going, and apparently he got a rock star welcome. Really, people knew immediately. Oh, Joe Rode, yeah, he's very, he's very, uh, very popular, very popular Imagineer. Another thread I found that I liked was over on our uh, our, our resorts forum. It's uh, actually the new Disney Resort picture of the day thread. And uh, people are posting their pictures of Disney hotels uh, each day. There's a new picture up there. Really, really nicely done. Some really good pictures up there, too. I'm really impressed with the quality uh, of some of these photos. Um, Some real talented uh, photographers out there. So if you want to get a little fix and uh, see a picture of a different resort every day, that's a good thread. Now, with any of the uh, threads we're mentioning here, obviously... uh, we're not going to read off the uh, the URLs of each thread because they'd be too long, so we will have links on the podcast main page, which you can always find at podcast.wdwinfo.com. Now, John, you found a few that you uh, you liked. I did. I found two that I liked. I thought were very interesting. The first one, I speak, I think, speaks to the uh, ingenuity of the Dizzers. They're not happy with the size of the fridges that are in the rooms, these new sort of... Oh, yeah, I saw this. This was great. This is a great thread. This is great. The the coolers, basically, that they put in a resort room. You could fit two sodas and a Snicker bar in there, basically. There's not enough room for anything. They like to have a decent-sized refrigerator, almost like a college dorm refrigerator. So they set up a fridge swap. In this thread, you can go and see if someone is staying there before you at a particular resort, and if they have the fridge... And then they can pass that fridge along to you. So now that they've got someone buying a fridge, leaving it at the resort, the next person comes and claims it and uses it in their room, and they're splitting the cost that way. I thought that was absolutely I ingenious. think that is so ingenious. Really great way to save money, too. They've done the same thing with stroller swaps. Mm-hmm. S- swapping strollers and stuff like that. Do you think we can do the same thing? Is that what a baby swap is as well, Corey? People are swapping babies? Yeah. People right. swap their children. <laughs> I'd like a quiet one. (laughs) Better looking baby, please. (laughs) The second thread I found was something that sort of hit home to me on our uh, restaurants board. People were comparing Boma to Jico. If you had a choice of which one you wanted to go to, I love both these restaurants. Mm, Jico for me. I mean, I like Boma, but Jico is is definitely my choice. I think you've got two completely different experiences. Jico is a little bit more um, relaxed. Quiet, more quiet, a little bit more romantic, if you will. It's a sit-down restaurant. Boma's the buffet. However, both have the um, the sort of African flair in what they're serving. And I think at Boma, you really have some some great choices. I know Kevin's favorite soup is there. Mm, I love mine mal- too. Maligatoni. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I thought that was an interesting thread, probably because it just hit home with me. It was something that I found interesting that we talk about all the time: food. It's very hard to compare the two. 
they're not the same experience at all. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they, they are very different experiences. I, I, I just love, uh, I just love Chico. The food there is always, always, always good. Not that I've had a bad meal at FOMA per se, but I just prefer the atmosphere of Chico. I think overall. I would say at the moment, Chico's probably. I consider it to be the best dining experience on Disney property. Really? Mm. You go that far? Yeah. Wow. That's saying something, folks. If, if Kevin's saying it's the best dining experience on property, that's, that's really, really saying something. I need to try it again. Last time I was there, I experimented with lamb. So that was my experience. It tasted like lamb. I don't like lamb. Oh. <laughs> I found that out at Chico. <laughs> they have a halibut entree there that comes on top of roast vegetables with a butter tomato sauce. I have to tell you, it's an experience that you will not believe. I would like to stop talking about this at the moment because this means we'll never get an ADR there again. I'm just thinking, I wonder if I should call now and make a couple. <laughs> just to be on the safe side. <laughs> and while we're on the subject of uh, restaurants, Palio over at the Swan will be closing its doors. Uh, September 3rd. Se- September 3rd to be replaced by another eatery. We, uh, we, we know We know who it is, but we're not really allowed to say yet, so... Um, but it is going to be a uh, it's going to be a great great uh, restaurant that's uh, replacing it another another uh, on the on the lines along the lines of Bluezer uh, it's on that level. I had found that uh, over the past year a couple of years Palio had kind of gone downhill for me. It started out as being one of the really great restaurants, but I found that the quality went downhill. So the quality went downhill. They they changed that menu a few years back and they mm-hmm. took off that signature veal shank that I thought was probably one of the best dishes I'd had on property, and they took that away and never brought it back. And and we told them that that was a big mistake. That was a huge mistake. And we had the chef come over and say, you know, you're making a huge mistake. Well, but uh, apparently they are, uh, they're moving in another direction with Palio, so that's going to be closing September 3rd. So any of you Palio fans out there, if you're going to be in town before September 3rd, get it in now because it's going away. And while we're talking about our uh, discussion forums, we did add a, a new forum uh, to the Diz last week. It was a real departure for us, uh, Diz en Español. Yes, Diz and, en Español. And Hola. Ricky, is, uh, Ricky Pearson is uh, one, of the, uh, one of the two moderators on that board. How's that, how's that board doing, Ricky? It's actually getting a really good response. Um, it has really creative threads. I think it's a place where the Spanish-speaking community can actually come in and express themselves in their native language, and they just really are feeling comfortable. Um, what I really like about it is that we don't only have Spanish-speaking pe- uh, people coming in. We actually have people that come in stating that they are limited in their knowledge of Spanish, but they just want to participate in a Spanish board. And I find that really interesting. I think it's great, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, um, I really want to get find a way to bring more people into our boards, get it uh, more active. Um, so that's yet to come. And uh, what kind of uh, what kind of discussions are you seeing? Are you seeing any any common we're, any common threads? What we're seeing from everything from um, what resorts do you recommend? Um, how do you get to certain resorts? What's the best way uh, to avoid traffic? To uh, look at my pictures. Um, from the resorts that I've been to, look at uh, funny pictures from uh, theme parks that, I, that I've experienced with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, we get all sorts of, of threads. That's it's, the board. It's Everything under the sun. Everything under <laughs> the sun. I have a question. Are the people who are asking these questions getting legitimate answers? They are. They are. That's There's wonderful. very helpful people there. Um, and then the best one that I think is, where are you from? So and that's the one that has the most pages. Um, you have people from all over the world participating in the Diz and Espanol forum. Um, we have people from Spain, 
people from all over the United States, uh, people from England, and these are all Spanish-speaking spe- people. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it's really bringing everybody together. I'm glad that it's going well. Yeah. Um, I'm, and it's Ricky's first, uh, first time moderating a, a forum. And, and it's been fun. It's been fun. I'm really enjoying myself uh, interacting with a lot of these people, meeting a lot of these people on the boards. It's been fun. And uh, I know you have some uh, some updates for us as well on uh, on Universal. Yeah, uh, sales are actually up at Universal, um, but a lot of it does not have to do with uh, ticket sales. It has to do with more about the amount of how much money people are spending inside the parks. On average, people are spending two dollars more on food and gifts inside the parks than they were last year at this hmm. time. So that has uh, done a lot to do with our profit margin. Um, so it may not, it's not really their attendance that's up. It's the amount of money people are spending in the park that's up. Correct. Those adorable SpongeBob pillows. Yay, yeah. SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> that you have to spend $27 <laughs> for. Yeah. And then also, according to a Universal spokesman, uh, Tom Schroeder, he says that it's mainly due to the new attractions that are now at Universal. For example, uh, the... S- okay, we can, we can uh, write that one off to, uh, to spin... <laughs> What new attractions at Universal? Circus McGurkis? <laughs> no, I don't think that was the plushes. Are yeah, I mean, sellers. what what exactly was the uh, what exactly is the the new attraction draw? Well, uh, Bubblegum Shrimp Restaurant, uh, the uh, Red yeah. Coconut, uh, and then the only attraction as in a ride that I see is the High in the Sky Zeus Trolley Train Ride. Okay, uh, yeah, it used but to those be called Circus McGurkis. It's right. It's a Zeus Trolley Train Ride now. Yeah, it used to be called Circus McGurkis. And then the show at night, night, so that's keeping people. There. Universal 360 so is the other one. Yeah, oh. that too. I will say this about Universal. Universal is really pioneering the online sales. They've done away with. Um, sort of the the mess that's associated with buying a ticket online, having to bring a voucher in and stuff, you can actually pick out, print out an actual pass mm-hmm. yeah. Universal with a barcode on it. And I think they get they get credit for well, that. Well, SeaWorld was the first one to do that. SeaWorld yeah. was the first one to introduce uh, web-based ticketing um, at the theme park and worked very well for them. Universal's caught on. I wonder how long before Disney looks at it. I doubt Disney would, though. I really do. You have to put your finger in your computer and get it. Bio scan or something. <laughs> <laughs> and one of uh, Universal Studios' uh, annual events is coming up. It's uh, Rock the Universe 2006. It occurs on September 8th and 9th. Um, and for one of for you guys who don't know what Rock the Universe is, it's an annual event of Christian rock music. Very similar to, and uh, actually goes head to head with Disney's uh, Night of Joy. Yeah, same exact dates too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. You can get uh, individual tickets or you can get group tickets. Uh, For more information about this event, uh, we do have it up on the site at wdwinfo.com. In our universal section. In our universal section. Well, thanks again, Ricky. I appreciate uh, appreciate your update. And uh, Corey is going to give us some... uh some uh, upcoming events. Upcoming events. Yeah, we uh, September 8th and 9th, Night of Joy. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on all these events. We have all the information listed on the Diz in the events section. I mean, all the events. Uh, we have the 2006 Walt Disney World Triathlon, September 22nd through the 24th. This is actually a one-and-a-half-mile swim, 40-mile bike ride, and a 10-mile run. Um, I'll, I'll watch that. Uh, Mickey's not so scary Halloween you're party. Not, you're not gonna, you're not gonna do that, Corey. Uh, no, I'll oh, watch. Come on, I'll watch. Are, you, are you gonna cheer me on? Mm, I, I will. Yeah, I'll I'm, gonna, I'm gonna run it. I'm gonna <laughs> run it. The uh, Mickey's not so scary Halloween party, September 15th, going all the way through the 31st of October. Um, select nights. 
that's a I'm I'm gonna try it this year. I've never I've never gone. It's it's it's, it's cute. It's a yeah. lot of fun. You love it. Yeah. You will love it. Now it's not gonna scare you like I Halloween hope, horror I, nights I, I at hope not. Universal. I, I hope not. No. That actually scared Diana. Oh, I love. Oh, that just that's a great. That's I, I'm sorry. Universal owns this town at Halloween. That is the that is the party to be at. That's yeah, it really. That is. really. I mean, it's if you want to get scared. I mean, if you really. I mean, people chasing you down the street with chainsaws. I'm, I'm sorry. I find that fun. So. Um, it is fun. Well, you can also do the Halloween haunted uh, wagon ride at the Fort Wilderness Campground. That's October 13th through the 31st. Also, um, the big event coming up September 29th, the 11th annual Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. I cannot wait. Regional flavors. I've I've been there six years in a row. If you if awesome. you have never done uh, Epcot's Food and Wine Festival, you really really would don't know what you're missing. That would be me. This is going to be my first time. But Corey has told me more than enough about it that I'm dying to go. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. Avoid trying every drink. <laughs> I was just going to say you're not going to make it past Germany. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no matter which direction you head. Yeah. <laughs> So that's the that's mainly what's coming up the the food and wine festival which is the big one and that's lasting all the way through uh, November twelfth. Um, we have more information, all the little shows you can see, and the uh, the food and wine events happening. Um, they they range anywhere from forty dollars a person to all the way up to one hundred ninety five dollars a person, depending on which one you choose. Um, but you know you can still go around the whole world showcase and and try different things for anywhere from a dollar uh, to three dollars yeah, usually. Yeah, it's it's gone. Each, it's each gone. actually that's gone up. Has it? I mean, it's usually now like more like two to six. Yeah, there's no really? dollar. No dollar. Boy, I am really out of touch with stuff. The Food and Wine Festival is a great deal of fun. However, it is not an inexpensive venture. What what part of Disney is? <laughs> I think it used to be, though. It used to be you right. go around and get a couple of things for a buck and really enjoy yourself. But right. it's gone up quite a bit. It's like everything else. But still, I'll tell you, it's... Uh, there were four of us who went last year, and we realized that after we had made our way all the way around, we had spent about $40 a person. Yeah. Well, but I got to tell you, for the amount of different types of food you get, what you can get for $40, I mean, it's a great way to experience a oh, lot of different is. dishes. Like, it's dishes I fun. never, ever would sit down in a restaurant and order an entire plate of. Mm -hmm. You know, I get a sample of it for $3, and I've, I've discovered a number of things I, that I liked that I didn't think I would. Um, I'm not that adventurous when it comes to what I eat. I stick to what I know. Um, and so this was a, uh, you know, that it's a, it's a great way to go sample different things that you may not, you know, want to, if you had to pay $30 for it in a restaurant, you may not want to risk it. But this right. is a great way to do it, even if it is five or six bucks, as long as you're not doing the wine pairing. It's not too bad. If you're doing the wine pairing, then it like not only gets expensive, but you're toasted by the time, like you <laughs> said, by the time you get to, to mm -hmm. Germany, you're, not, you're, you're seeing double. I had trouble getting out of Canada with the cheddar soup. Was it your passport expired? No, yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. But cheddar I'd, soup. I'd keep going back. Well, it, Corey called me. Uh, was it last year from uh, from food and wine? Oh yeah, yeah. You were uh, you were enjoying yourself. Yeah, I think it was towards the end of the towards the end of the towards the end of his tour. So yeah. Corey doesn't remember the calling. No. Did I call you? No. <laughs> Didn't we book you in in a room real close to Epcot? No, food and wine. I mean, food and wine. Was best place uh, to stay is the Swan and Dolphin. You can just walk right there, right at the end. Oh, it's, it's great. You know, no driving or anything. Nice plug for the Swan Dolphin in there. Well, <laughs> I'm staying there again this year. It's so convenient. Yeah. And thanks again, Corey. I appreciate the update. We're going to move on to uh, 
to our sound off topic from last week, which was what would you do if you ran Walt Disney World? And again, we got some uh, we got some interesting uh, interesting responses this week. Our first one is from Todd in Lafayette, Louisiana. He writes, uh, if I ran Disney World, there'd be several things I'd do. I'd extend the monorail line to all hotels and resorts, add more moderate resorts, and possibly reduce the price of hotel rooms. And I would also give the cast members in the parks raises. They do so much for us to make our vacations extra special. They deserve more than what they get. I and uh, I certainly can agree with that. Yes. Uh, John, you had, uh, you had one. I do. I had one that actually... Uh um, sparked an interest with me personally. This is Amber from Virginia Beach. She writes, my husband, my husband and I have been talking for a while about a new roller coaster idea. In honor of Lilo and Stitch, we'd love to call it Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride, like the song in the movie. The idea is that it would be a stand-up roller coaster and, and it would go sideways, like you're on a surfboard. That's a great idea. I think it's really cool. You can go really fast, dip over waves, and go upside down when you wipe out. Woohoo! Oh, that sounds like fun. That sounds like fun. fun. Disney, I hope you're listening. And I, I think what I, uh, what I really like about it is Lilo and Stitch really has become my favorite Disney movie um, from the, the type of animation that it, uh, it pioneered as well as uh, some classic writing in that. They've become part of the Disney family pretty quickly. I agree. Do you know I still haven't seen that movie? <gasps> I know. I know. Gasp. I know. It's probably... One of the prettiest movies ever animated. A lot of it is hand-colored, uh, watercolor backgrounds. But, you know, a lot of the responses that we got to this question this week, a number of them said they wanted that attraction out of the Magic Kingdom. A lot of people don't really seem to like that attraction. Yeah, and I, I don't understand why. I love that attraction. Really? I think, well, Stitch is my favorite character, and I think that what they've done to that attraction has been uh, appropriate for the theming of the ride and for the theming of tying it into the movie. But I can see where there's a lot of people who don't like it just yeah. because it's... Kevin, do you disagree? No, I actually love the ride. I think it's great. I did a review of it when it first opened. Mm. And I, it's not a classic along the lines of Haunted Mansion or Pirates of the Caribbean, but I think it's a great ride. And I understand that he burps chili dog in your face. Mm. <laughs> However, if you've ever watched the movie, Stitch is kind of a bad boy. So it's kind of like I'm going to do disgusting things to you. So I don't quite understand the animosity towards that ride. But then I don't understand the people who think that who want to get rid of rides in the Magic Kingdom. So I thought it was really clever how Disney on the opening day they they toilet papered the castle and they had like uh, wanted signs yeah. all over the Main Street, yeah, wanted Stitch. That was really that was really. If you cool. ride the monorail now and you pull up to the Magic Kingdom, Stitch's voice comes on right, and yep. says, "Welcome to Stitch Kingdom." And yeah, it's very cute the way they tied it all in. Now, Bob, you have uh, you have one interesting one to read, too. Yeah, I have one from Stephanie from Florida. She actually wants to add a restaurant to the top of Tower of Terror. <laughs> <laughs> that That's would certainly keep those ADRs on track, right? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, so your dinner's done. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's never the same puke twice. <laughs> oh, man. That's, she, uh, she thinks it, it's gonna, it would be a great theme, and... For those that don't want to ride the ride to actually oh, no. experience think, part of it. I think if you're going to eat up there, you should be forced to leave in the yeah. same way other guests do. Boom. <laughs> yeah, at your, right table, at your table. Right at the table. Boom. Right down. Start fastening your seatbelt. Yeah. <laughs> you're done. You're done. <laughs> your tip. Oh, that's great. Well, uh, thanks to everybody who, who wrote in. And uh, those three that we, uh, that we just mentioned will receive uh, $25 uh, Disney gift certificates courtesy of the Diz Unplugged. 
And uh, we're going to change things up for our next uh, our next issue, uh, edition of uh, Sound Off. Uh, we're going to make it a little bit more literal rather than having you uh, email us. We're going to have you give us a call and tell us uh, your response to our weekly Sound Off questions. It's a toll-free number. It's one eight seven seven three one zero nine six six two. And your Sound Off question for this week is universal love it or hate it. Now, we've gotten some uh, feedback from some of you that uh, you think we, we do a little too much universal um, in, our, in our podcast. Um, but uh, it's, uh, it, it happens to be a personal favorite of mine, and it is a fairly popular attraction here in Central Florida. A lot of people go there. Um, and so we'd like to, I'd like to hear what, uh, what you think of it and, and why. If you like it, why do you like it? And if you don't like it, why don't you like it? And uh, give me something a little better than it's not Disney. Uh, it's going to be interesting. We, we kind of know. We kind of know it's not Disney. I'd really like to hear those uh, those specifics. I apologize. That's okay. It's going to be different. It's going to be interesting to hear. We have a difference of opinion right here at the oh, table. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There's uh, there are very strong opinions at the there table. There are camps right here. Yeah, different and camps. Uh, it's 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 interesting to see how much uh, how much emotion um, the Disney versus Universal discussion can. Uh, can, uh, can can evoke. So I thought that would be a good sound off question for our first one taking your phone calls. So again, one eight seven seven three one zero nine six six two. Leave us a voicemail telling us what you think about Universal, love it or hate it. And uh, if we uh, if we play it on our show, uh, we're going to start giving out some different prizes next week. We're going to be giving out uh, gift certificates to the Mandara Spa over at the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin. Oh, brand nice. new, sw- Are brand we new eligible? Spa. Oh, hi. <laughs> just um, it's a me, brand new, uh, brand new, brand new spa was opened up a few months ago, and it's absolutely beautiful. We were over there a few weeks back, taking a look at it. So I thought we'd uh, we'd give away some gift certificates there. Um, so uh, give us a call again one eight seven seven three one zero nine six six two. If you have any questions for our team, is there anything you'd like us to talk about or some feedback, you can always email us at unplugged at wdwinfo.com. And that will be it for this week. On behalf of the Orlando team, I'm Pete Werner. Thanks for listening, and you have a great week. Adios.